Hello and welcome to CHP Sports episode 4. We'll once again, just like last week, we'll be making our picks for week 6 in the NFL season. We'll also be making a couple picks on the bigger college games and the college games in the state of South Carolina where we are located. And we'll also talk a little bit about the NASCAR Cup Series playoff race at Texas this weekend. <laughs> so, real quick before we get into it, um, I just want to mention that um, the NHL season started Tuesday, which I forgot to mention on the last episode, which is good. Um, we saw the defending champion Lightning lose to Pittsburgh and a good game between the new team, expansion team, the Seattle Kraken and the Las Vegas Knights, uh, Golden Knights on Tuesday. And then games again last night were really good. So it's really good to have the NHL back and we'll um, hopefully get into them a little more as we go. But <laughs> starting off with our picks, we'll once again start with the college picks. This week, with our first game, we have the Vanderbilt Commodores traveling to South Carolina to play the South Carolina Gamecocks. We'll leave the price this weekend. The Commodores into this one at 2-2. Two and two. The Gamecocks at 3-3. Three and three. Um, The Commodores have not had a great season, only averaging 13.3 points a game and allowing 36.2. They're coming off a 42-0 loss to Florida last week. The Gamecocks into this one with a, a blowout loss while losing 45-20 to Tennessee, but they are 3-3. Three and three. Vanderbilt has wins over UConn, and I can't remember who the other team they beat is, but they have not been great this season. They've been one of the <laughs> very disappointing, especially with that season opening loss to ETSU at home. But in this one, I think I'm going to pick the Gamecocks. Gamecocks are averaging 22 points a game. They're also allowing 22 points a game, but... I just believe in that Gamecocks defense will be good enough to stop Vanderbilt, and I don't really have much faith in the offense, but the offense will score enough to beat Vanderbilt this week. Our second game is actually tomorrow night, Friday night, with the Clemson Tigers traveling to place the Syracuse Orange. Both these teams are unranked, which is very shocking from the start of the season. Clemson's 3-2 and two and Syracuse is 3-3. Three and three. Clemson comes in off the bye. Syracuse lost a close one last week, 40-37 in overtime against number 19, Wake Forest. Clemson averages 21.2 points a game, allows 12.2 points a game. The defense has been really solid throughout the season, but the offense has struggled mightily. Syracuse comes in with 31.5 points a game and allowing 24 points a game. And this one's tougher to pick. Um, I think I'll roll with the Syracuse Orange in this one, but I wouldn't be shocked if Clemson was able to bounce back well off their bye week and that close win against Boston College two weeks ago. But I think the Orange will take this one. Our next game on the slate is between the number 12 Oklahoma State Cowboys coming to face the Texas Longhorns. Actually, I think Texas ranked number 25. Texas is entering this one at 4-2, coming off that what a game last week, losing 55-48 to Oklahoma in the Red River rivalry. Oklahoma State enters this one at 5-0. Their last game, they won 24-14 against uh, number 21 at the time, Baylor. Oklahoma State averages 25.4 points a game and allows 18.6. Texas is offense is very high-powered, averaging 44.5 points a game, but their defense is struggling, allowing almost 30 points a game to 29.2. <clears throat> Texas is 3-2 and two in their last five games, 4-2 and two overall, and Texas is actually favored in this one by five, and I think I'm going to go with Texas. Texas just showed more to me last week in that Oklahoma game than uh, Oklahoma State really has this season, but I think this one could be tight. I wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma State wins, but I think I'm going to 
roll with Texas in this one. Our next game is between uh, Auburn Tigers, who come into this one 4-2 after losing 34-10 to number two Georgia and out number one Georgia last week. And uh, they're coming to face the number 17 Arkansas Razorbacks, who are 4-2, also coming off a tough, tough loss, one that we got into last week, losing 52 well, on Tuesday, 52 to 51 to Old Miss, where they decided to go for two, try to win the game at the end of regulation, rather than go to overtime and kick the PAT. Arkansas has been a little disappointing as they started um, 3 0. They've been 1 and 2 in their last three, I think, since being skunked by Georgia, then winning again, and before now losing to uh, Old Miss last week. Auburn. Beat LSU two weeks ago and then lost to Georgia, which is surprising with how strong that Georgia defense is. I believe Georgia's defense only allowing five and a half points a game for the season. But Arkansas is favored in this one by four and a half. I don't believe enough in that Auburn offense under Bo Nix. And I think Arkansas will probably take this one and get to five and two as they look to have one of their uh, best seasons in a long time this season. Let's keep it rolling. Rolling into our next game, we have the number 11 Kentucky Wildcats at 6-0. Who, who would have seen this coming? Averaging 31 points a game, only allowing 17.5. They came in last week winning 42-21 over LSU, and they're coming to town to face the number one Georgia Bulldogs, who also are 6-0, who jumped up to number one following Alabama's loss, shocking loss to Texas A&M last week. They won last week 34-10 over Auburn, as previously mentioned in the last game. Um, I don't think there needs to be much said about this. Georgia's going to win. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is another one like Arkansas where the, they either shut Kentucky out or they the offense isn't too alarming with Georgia, but they'll put up enough and the defense, will, I think, will shut down that Kentucky offense. And I think Georgia runs away with this one. Georgia's favored by 22.5, and, and I wouldn't be shocked if they cover that spread against the Wildcats this weekend. Our next game on tap is the number 13 Old Miss Rebels coming to town to face the Tennessee Volunteers in a battle of um, high-profile offenses over the last few weeks. Old Miss is 4-1, Tennessee is 4-2. Tennessee, as previously mentioned, is coming in, a 45, coming in off a 45-20 win over South Carolina. Old Miss won 52-51 in a barn burner last week against number 13 Arkansas. They were able to take their actual spot in the rankings after that win. Old Miss averages 46.2 points a game. Tennessee averages 41.5 points a game. As you'll see, these teams are not crazy great defensively, but Tennessee is slightly better, only allowing 21.5 points a game to uh, Old Miss, who allows 31 points a game. This game, I think, is going to be wild. I wouldn't be shocking if this one is very high scoring. Over-under on this one is 82.5 points, which I could easily see them getting, if not having more. Uh, Old Miss is favored in this one by 2.5 points, and I think I'm going to roll with Old Miss. I, With their quality of opponents, I, th I believe more in that Old Miss offense to score against Tennessee's defense than Tennessee to score against Old Miss, though. I wouldn't be shocked if Old Miss defense is not that great and they allow a lot of points, but I think Old Miss. Just like against Arkansas, last week we'll just be able to outscore them and win this one in a shootout. Going into our last game of the college football slate, we have the number 22 NC State Wolfpack, who are 4-1, coming to town to face the 
Boston College Eagles, who are also 4-1 in a battle of ACC teams. NC State has that big win a couple weeks ago against Clemson that dropped them out of the rankings. Um, they come in off, Both these teams actually come in off bye weeks. NC State averages 32.2 points a game. Boston College is 35.6. Um, Boston College allows 16.8 points a game. NC State averages 15.8. I think these two teams match up well. They're very balanced. Good enough offenses, and the defenses are solid. Um, Boston College, as previously mentioned, with NC State beating Clemson, was very close to beating Clemson. Easily could have won that game if they hadn't fumbled at the, there at the end at the goal line. I think this one could be a really good game, but I think NC State will probably take this one. Um, but I wouldn't be shocked, once, as I say a lot, I wouldn't be shocked if Boston College wins, but I am going to go with NC State. And I forgot to mention, uh, with last week's picks, we went 5-2 and two overall with the college picks, 14.14-2 with the NFL picks, so 19-4 overall so far through the one episode as we transition into our NFL picks. Well, we'll start with tonight's game, Thursday Night Football, between the 4-1 Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the 2-3 and three Eagles. The Buccaneers come off come into this one off one of the a great performance by Tom Brady, arguably one of the greatest of his career, especially at the age of 44. It's insane how he can still swing the football, unlike someone like Breeze and Peyton Manning, and as we're kind of saying, Rockefeller, who kind of lost that arm, strength and accuracy at the end of their careers. Brady is still slinging it at the age of 44. Um, they won 45-17 over Miami. The Eagles coming to this one also with a win, a comeback from behind win, 21-18 over the Carolina Panthers. And that Eagles team has been solid this season. Good win against the Falcons, good win against the Panthers. They were close there with Kansas City, but they just didn't have enough to stop that Kansas City offense. And I think that's kind of going to be the same problem they have this week. I don't know if they're going to be able to slow down that Buccaneers offense. They've been on fire to start the season. Tampa is favored in this one by seven, and I think Tampa takes this one to get to five and one as they look to repeat as NFC champions and Super Bowl champions. This week again, we have another game in London this week between the one and four Dolphins and the zero and five Jaguars. And I reiterate what we said last week with. Why do we keep sending these bad teams to London? Apparently, we don't want London to see what a good NFL team looks like. We just keep shipping them our scraps. The Dolphins coming to this one, as we just talked about, losing 17-45 to Tampa. Jacksonville, obviously at 0-5, comes in off a 19-37 loss to Tennessee. Miami's favored in this one by three, but... I think I'm going to go with the Jaguars. I think this is the Jaguars' best chance to end that 20-game losing streak with a Dolphins team that's banged up. Um, Tua might be back, but we'll have to see how he performs coming off an injury. And I think the Jaguars can win this football game, and they need to win this football game. If they do not win this football game, I don't know how many more chances they'll have to win a game this season after they've already lost to the Texans. Um, the Texans, next time they play the Texans, probably is their best chance to win another football game. But if they don't want to go and break that Tampa Bay record of 0-26, they need to win this football game, and this is one of the best chances they'll have. So I'm going to go with the Jaguars. Her first game in the 1 o'clock slate is between the 4-1 Packers and the 3-2 Bears. The Bears looking to even the score in the NFC North. 
actually take the lead if they win this game by tiebreaker and drop both teams to four and two. They're coming off a good twenty to nine win over the Las Vegas Raiders, kind of overshadowed by some other Las Vegas Raiders news that we talked about that we're not going to get into again. The Packers come into this one with a win, 25-22 in overtime against Cincinnati in that crazy game of missed field goals that we talked about on Tuesday. Um, the Packers' offense has looked really good through this point. The defense has been okay. The Packers' defense has been shaky at best. They're also reeling from several injuries, such as Darius Smith, Jair Alexander. The offensive line is also banged up with Bakhtiari. Still out. I believe he can return next week. And um, Elton Jenkins is hurt. And Josh Myers, the center, is hurt. So the Packers have been kind of banged up in this one. I still think the Packers are going to win this one. I don't I don't ha- have much face in that Bears offense. So we'll have to see how they um, continue to transition with Justin Fields starting instead of Andy Dalton or Nick Foles. And um, I, think, I think this guy is looking bright for the Bears, but... It's not going to happen this week. I think the Bears will take take the the sorry the Packers will take this one in the two hundred third meeting between these two historic rivals. Green Bay's favored by five, by the way. Uh, our next game is the team that just lost to the Packers, the three and two Bengals, who come to face the zero and five Lions. The Bengals and Lions coming off heartbreaking losses, as we just talked about. The Packers and Bengals missed field goal affair in the end of regulation over time, losing that one. And the Lions actually took the lead um, late in this game with an amazing comeback in the final three minutes to take a one-point lead going for two over Minnesota just to allow the Vikings to drive down and kick a game-winning field goal. So the Lions, like the Jaguars, are 0-5. I think this Bengals team's too strong for the Lions. I think the Bengals take this one. They're favored by three and a half. Though I think they'll easily cover this break one by more. This Detroit team has looked good at moments. They've looked bad at moments. It'll be interesting to see how they play as the season progresses. Next game is between the one and four Texans and the one and four Colts in an AFC South battle. Texans come to this one losing twenty-two to twenty-five against New England. Uh, rookie quarterback Stanford David Mills looked really good last week against the Patriots. But they weren't able to hold off Mac Jones and Nick Folk. They're uh, bringing the Patriots back. The Colts come off another, like the last two games, a heartbreaking loss. They had dominated this one up 25 to six over the Ravens before blowing it and losing this one. Actually, I think it was 25 to three, not 25 to six. But um, mm, it's tough, tough loss for the Colts to drop them to one and four. That's really going to be tough to salvage the season from such a poor start. But I think they'll get the win this week. The Texans have looked decent, but it still is the Texans. I still think they're one of the worst teams in the league, and they're still in a rebuilding phase, especially without Sean Watson for his stuff. Indianapolis is favored in this one by 10. I think they will. I think they should at least win by 10. That offense looked really good against Baltimore, and they haven't looked too great to the season up until this game, but we'll see how they do. Next game is between the four and one Los Angeles Rams and the one and four Giants. The Rams offense once again looked inconsistent. They slow starts against the Cardinals and the uh, Seahawks. Matthew Stafford's finger was hurting this one last week, but he seems to be fine, and I think he'll be okay. The Giants are not okay. They're banged up. Um, I'm not sure if uh, Dale Jones is going to be back. I'm sure he w- he might be. He had a concussion last week. 
Saquon Barkley was injured last week. Kenny Galladay was injured last week. The Giants are just not a great football team, and it doesn't help when all of your best players are hurt. They come in off a um, 20-44 loss to Dallas. That hurt more ways than one with all the injuries. The Rams won 26-17 last Thursday night football against Seattle. The Rams are favored by 9.5 this one, and I think they should cover that spread even more and win this one. Next games between the 2-3 and three Chiefs and the 2-3 and three Washington. This is just not going to get old soon until the Chiefs start winning again. But I wouldn't have believed you if you had told me that the Chiefs and Washington would have the same record going into Week 6 if you told me that before the season started. The Chiefs' defense once again looks bad against the Bills, who, to be fair, have a really good offense. But Chiefs' defense looks bad. The Bills' defense is really good, and they were able to hold that Kansas City offense in check, only allowing seven points in the second half and 20 overall. Chiefs lost 20-38 to on Sunday night football. Washington comes in from a 22-33 to loss to the New Orleans. Chiefs are paid by six and a half. That Washington defense has also looked bad, and they looked great last season, so it's very shocking to see how poorly they have played this season. But um, I'm not going to pick against Chiefs against a team like Washington. Chiefs are going to win this one. I wouldn't be shocked if they win big. The next game is between the 2-3 and three Vikings and the 3-2 and two Panthers. Who would have thought that this Panthers team two weeks ago was 3-0? They blew it against the Eagles, losing 18-21. Had that one up 15-3 um, and 15-6 half, I believe. Had control of that game, but the offense just vanished in the second half, letting the Eagles come back and win it. The Vikings come in off that stunning 19-17 winning against Detroit, where they really, really did their best to choke the game, but were able to pull it out with the game-winning field goal as time expired. Um, yeah, I, I the Panthers fooled me. I thought that they might be legit, but I'm, I'm not so sure after last week, and it's going to be tough. They need to win this game to get to 4-2 if they want to stay in contention in a tough NFC and stay in the playoff race. Minnesota has looked really good. I've stayed this last week. I think they're a lot better than their record shows at 2-3. and three. I think the Vikings will win this game. They're favored by one, and that would get them back to 3-3 three and three in the tough NFC North. Um, they're in third place right now behind the Bears and the Packers. The Panthers need to win this one. The Saints are struggling. The Falcons are struggling. A lot of teams in the NFC South are struggling, but the Bucks are four and two. They should be five and two this week. They're looking good there. I don't think the Panthers have a very good chance to win this division. I think the Bucks are going to run away with it. So if they want to play for a wild card spot, they need to not fall to three and three after starting the season three. No, they need this one. But I think the Vikings should take care of business in this one. Our last game with the one o'clock slate is the four and one. Chargers in the 4-1 Ravens. And no, you did not hear me wrong. This is a 1 o'clock game. This game probably should be primetime Sunday Night Football, at least one of the 4 o'clock games. The Chargers come into this one with a big win, 47-42 over Cleveland, with some questionable calls by the refs down the stretch. The Browns blew a big lead. Um, they were up 27-13, I know, at some point. The Ravens are 4-1. They come off that previously mentioned big come-from-behind win to win it in overtime against the Colts. But if the Ravens' offense plays 
like they did in the first half against the Colts, they're not going to come back against this Chargers team. The offense is on fire. The defense has been solid. Baltimore is actually favored by two and a half in this game, but I think I'm going to roll with the Chargers. Lamar Jackson's having an insane season. Justin Herbert's having an insane season. I think this game could be a shootout, a very good game, much like Chargers and Cleveland was last week. But the Ravens' defense, well, the offense hasn't shown me enough to that they can compete with the Chargers because they looked real, as great as they looked in that second half. They looked insanely good. It's the game is two halves. You can't have you can't just sit out the first half and keep expect to come from behind in the second half every week. So I think the Ravens need a good first half if they want to be in this game. And but I would. I wouldn't be shocked if the Ravens win. I know I said that a lot. This game could go back and forth. I went back and forth a lot thinking about this game, but I think the Chargers should pull this one out. Our next game is between the 5-0 Cardinals and the 3-2 Browns. And once again, I think the Browns are better than their record shows. Like I said with the Vikings, their two losses are that blown week one game to the Chiefs and last week to the Chargers, which they arguably should have won because of question bad calls by the refs. But what are you going to do? They lost 42-47 to to the Chargers. The Cardinals come in with a tough defensive slugfest, winning 17-10 over San Francisco, who Trey Lance was in his first start at quarterback, a rookie quarterback. So I think the Cardinals' offense was kind of grounded for the first time last week. And this Browns' defense, while banged up, is still very solid and can give you a lot of the same issues that that 49ers um defense gave the Cardinals last week and if they can do that I think the Browns can win this game and the Browns need to win this game because it's been tough for them they probably should have beat the Chiefs they probably should have beat the Chargers but what are you going to do you didn't you're three and two you can't afford to be three and three um the Raven especially if the Ravens beat the Chargers and get to five and one that division is going to be tough the Bengals are also right there at three and two they could be four and two after this week so you could easily go from being right there with everyone for the lead last week to being in third place or, well, really tied for last with the Steelers if the Steelers win. But um, the Browns need this game, and I think the Browns will pull this one out, out and the Cardinals will have their first slip-up of the season as they will make the league have no more remaining undefeated teams. Our next game is between the 3-2 and two Raiders and Three and two Broncos. And man, what could have been for these two teams? They both started the season three now. They were playing so well. The Raiders, I can't even explain what they did last week against the Bears. How can you lose to the Bears? Justin Fields threw his first career touchdown pass last week and still was mediocre at best. Not all, he hasn't looked very effective passing the ball. He's looked okay running the ball. The Bears offense really needs David Montgomery to do really well for them to do well. And the Raiders offense was so high flying in these first three weeks, beating really good teams like the Ravens. And I don't know what's happened. And the Broncos are the complete opposite. They start 3-0 because of how poor their schedule was the first three weeks. And now now they're starting to face opponents. They have come with two straight losses. Almost came from behind to beat Pittsburgh last week in a very winnable game with the Steelers team that was struggling. But Bridgewater comes up just short with an interception in the end zone when they shot scored the touchdown and the two tie force overtime. But Denver's favored by three and a half in this game, and I I can't pick the Raiders after that loss last week. I think the Broncos should win this one, and it'll be like kind of like the Raiders and this game's gonna be close, but 
they would have to Broncos would really have to choke to win to lose this football game as their offense has looked really solid at times. Um and the Raiders offense has looked really bad the last two weeks. So we'll see if Derek Carr can fix it and get the Raiders back in the win column this week, but I wouldn't count on it. Our last game before we get into prime time is between the four and one Cowboys and the two and three Patriots. Dallas is fared by three and a half in this one. They come off that 42-20 win over the Giants. It's officially now been over a year since Dak's gruesome leg injury against the Giants. Good for the Cowboys. Dak's back. He's playing great. The team's playing great. The Patriots came off that close win against the Texans last week, but I think the future is bright for the Patriots. Mac Jones is looking great. This team is up and coming, but this isn't the time. This Cowboys team is on fire. The offense is explosive. The defense has been pretty good, pretty solid. And the Tech Cowboys should walk away 5-1, and one, which they all have, they honestly could be 6-0. and oh. They were right there with the Buccaneers on opening night. But I think the Cowboys win this one. And uh, Patriots' time is coming, but this isn't, isn't going to be the week. <clears throat> In our Sunday night football game, our Sunday night football this week between the Seahawks and the Steelers is very disappointing after some of those matchups we just talked about like Chargers and Ravens and Cardinals and Browns, but um, who would have expected Russell Wilson to miss his first career start this week as um, he's injured with that um, finger injury and had to get surgery. But both these teams are two and three. Seahawks come off losing 17 to 26 the last Thursday night football before this past one that will be at the time of this game uh, to the Rams. The Steelers come off that close 27-19 win over Denver. Pittsburgh's favored by five in this one. The Steelers looked a lot more improved last week from what they looked like against the Packers two weeks ago. And But the Seahawks also, Geno Smith looks pretty solid at the end of that game. I know he had interception, but he had a really great like 99-yard touchdown drive against a good Rams defense. So I think this could be a good game. The Seahawks could give the Steelers something with Geno back there, but I think the Steelers' defense will slow him down enough and the offense hopefully will score enough for them to win this one. They need this one to get back to 3-3. Three and three. That division is so tough, and if you're going to make the playoffs, you need to get right back into the mix now, especially with it looking like Cleveland could lose again this week. Baltimore could lose again this week. Cincinnati is probably not going to lose this week, but, you know, um, you need you need to get back in the hunt in this division, and this is a golden opportunity to win with Russell Wilson out. So we'll see if the Steelers can pull it off on Sunday Night Football. Our last game of the week is between is the Monday Night Football game where the Bills, who just played Sunday Night Football last week, return for Monday Night Football this week, coming in at four and one with that big thirty eight twenty win over the Chiefs. They're playing the Titans, who are three and two, who just beat the zero five Jaguars thirty seven to nineteen. Buffalo is favored by five and a half, and Buffalo should cover that spread easy. This Titans team has not given me enough to believe in. Julio Jones and A.J. Brown has not been great, and they haven't even been on the field that much together. Derrick Henry's looking good again, but they the Titans lost to the Jets. I think that's enough said right there. This Bills team is, I think, the team to beat in the league right now. Despite the Cardinals being undefeated, they've shown me the most that they're the best team in the league, I think, up to this point. And I think the Bills should win this one and get to 5-1 and one as we head into Week 7. Um, 
but that's week six in the NFL season. We only have 14 games this week as uh, bye weeks are starting up. And right before we end, we'll talk about the um, NASCAR Cup Series round of eight opening race at Texas Motor Speedway this weekend. Um, a lot bullet over last week with Harvick and Elliott getting back into it at the Roval. Harvick eventually being eliminated, Elliott advancing. And Kyle Larson won the race last week. Kyle Larson also won the All-Star race, which was at Texas earlier this season. And I, if I had to pick someone to win, I think it's going to be Kyle Larson. It could be someone like Ryan Blaney. It could be someone like Denny Hamlin. It could be a Martin Truex Jr. I think it could be interesting. It's going to be who makes the least mistakes um, and who's just there at the end. Um, but I think I would have to. I don't know how you can pick against Larson at this point, especially with how good he looked at Texas earlier this season. But it'll be interesting to see. I think Chase Elliott is going to need to win a race in this round to, in order to make it back to the championship four, as I don't think the Harvick and Elliott saga is over. I think they're going to get back into it. But we will see as we wrap up the show today and we look ahead for um, the, this weekend's games. But thank you once again for listening. This has been CHB Sports Episode 4, and thank you again. And let me know in the comments what you think of my picks this week. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.